Hey guys, how's it going? Good morning to all. Today is Thursday, uh, September 7th, and it is 10.51 a.m. Good morning. It's a pretty great day out here right now. It's a, it's a good time. The weather's nice. Couple of, a couple of clouds spaced off in the sky. The weather, it's it's really dry out here right now. You know, we got hit with a ton of rain in my area last week. Um, just from, you know, the hurricane. A bunch of rain rolled through from Hurricane Harvey. And, you know, I guess we're going to get hit. We're going to be catching a lot more rain here soon. You know, luckily, it's, it's like 65 degrees. That's what's going to be the high today, which it's September. But I'm like, geez, man, like... September in Kentucky, it's still supposed to be like in the 70s and 80s, still supposed to be hot. It's not supposed to cool off until October in this area. So I'm really kind of disappointed with the way the weather is right now. But man, I got to tell you, it feels amazing outside. It's like, it's like, it's like that great feeling in the morning in the summertime when you wake up and it's like a little cool and it's got a nice breeze, but you could still, you could... You could still bear to be out in shorts and t-shirt, but it's not like it's going to kill you to be. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful feeling, but I, I wish it would get hotter during the day. That way it's warmer in the evening, because I love, I love a good warm evening when the sun's going down. Oh, it's amazing. That's the even better feeling. But yeah, I guess since there's three hurricanes in the Atlantic right now, heading towards... Um, you know, there's one in the Gulf, there's one headed, there's, and there's two headed towards the Gulf. Irma and Jose, her, you know, running, running straight, straight into the Gulf, which I guess Irma's going to hang a right, though, and swing up um, East Florida, go up the East Coast. So I guess we'll probably get some more rain here soon. What with those hurricanes coming in, which kind of sucks. What a crazy time it is to be alive. I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been paying attention to to hurricanes and the weather systems, um, very long. You know, maybe ten, fifteen years, maybe that long. But I mean, in the time that I've been paying attention to it, I don't ever remember something like this happening. I don't ever remember there being three active hurricanes in such a small vicinity. I mean, it's insane. It looks like a map of, like, the day after tomorrow. Obviously, nothing that crazy where there's, like, super hurricanes that are forming over land and stuff like that. That's, you know, a little obscene. That's obviously not what's happening, but it's, it's still, it's pretty crazy. But, you know, we'll make it. We'll persevere. We'll get through. It'll be fine. It's just that time of year, you know? So it's really all it is. But um I think today we're gonna try to cover <laughs> try to cover. I don't know, that sounds really stupid. I'm basically just gonna talk about some pop culture stuff. And for the most part, when I say that, it's gonna be covering you know, it's it's mostly gonna be a film and music kind of thing. That kind of reference. I feel like I've I've mentioned you know, films, movies, a couple of times before, but man, there's just like a couple of things, like, I don't know, like, I've talked about movies on here before, but it's like, today, I'm just going to be coming out with, I'm going to be coming in with 
like this is mostly opinionated stuff but you know I want to get some feedback from you if you've got some how you feel about it you let, let me know because this, everybody, everybody's got an opinion on this everybody's got an opinion on most things but this really because personal preferences vary so much this could be different for everyone when it comes to picking a favorite film though favorite movie one that you could watch all the time it is hard it's especially hard for me because there's so much that I like there's so much that I that I enjoy watching you know what I mean I feel like every everybody feels that way I mean there's always movies that I could go back and I could watch at any given time you know lots of classics that I could really get down with that I have no problem watching over and over and over again um you know, just because they're just great movies. So it can be difficult to pick what your your favorite is. Because I've watched tons of movies multiple times. You know, great movies. You know, I've watched the first Jurassic Park a bunch of times. Just on repeat, almost. You know, how many times I've seen it. The eight current Star Wars movies that are out right now. I've watched all of those a ton of times. I mean, you know, Rogue One has only been out a year, and I've watched it at least three times. And when this new Star Wars comes out, I'll probably watch it a few times. You know, I've seen all uh, four of the, the Indiana Jones movies, the good ones with Harrison Ford. I've watched those probably, I don't know, I would, I would probably say at least three or four times a piece. I've watched The Last Crusade. Way more than that, though, because that's my favorite one. You know, I've watched all the Lord of the Rings films and all the Hobbit films multiple times. You know, any any movie that that has a great series, that's got a great following, I've seen a bunch of times. You know, The Big Lebowski, I've watched that movie a ton of times. That's like one of my mo that that is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, the movie Contact, watched it a ton of times. Uh, Alien, Jaws, you know, uh, Prometheus, lots of movies like that. I've seen multiple, multiple times. And it's difficult to pick out a favorite, you know? It's hard to do that. And, um, I don't know. I, it's difficult to call myself a horror movie fan because I don't get that much enjoyment out of it. Aside from that first time of watching it. The first time that I watch a horror movie is, I think, the only good time to watch it. Because you get all of those first... You get all those first instances of fright and of being scared and the suspense. You That's the first time that it comes around. That's the only time you re could really get anything out of it. A thriller, a good suspenseful thriller... Or a good action-adventure movie, or a sci-fi movie, or whatever you want to call it, you know, comedy, anything like that. I think those are the best styles, the best genres of movie to watch, because they've got the most replay value. You know, movies like that you can watch over and over again, because you can get involved in the story and the details... And you can notice other things. You could pick up on other things. You know, you you could you you learn more, or uh, you get more out of them. I think. 
obviously there's people that are huge horror movie buffs out there that are totally into that, but I've just never really cared about them that much. The classics, the horror movie classics that are out there, I've seen those multiple times just because in October on AMC, that's what they do is they play horror movies all Halloween long or all October long for Halloween, and that's good. I love that stuff. All the classics, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, uh, the actual Halloween movies, uh, you know, all that that kind of stuff. You know, I've seen those multiple times because those are great, respected, classic films. Above all else, they're really well-made movies. And plus, as far as Halloween is concerned, Jamie Lee Curtis is a total fox. And for the longest time of my life, I was just totally in love with her because of how gorgeous she was. Actually, she's still pretty hot. All the way, I mean, she was, she was, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing into the 90s. Whew, man. Oh, she was like scary hot. It's, it's crazy. But anyway. Um, so, that's good. It's just not really my thing. You know, horror movies are cool. It's just, after that first watch, the excitement of being scared, it just fades out on me because you, because I expect it, or it, it is expected, you know what's going to happen, so I don't, you don't get the same enjoyment out of it as being scared, or something jumping out at you, loud music, and it, and it uh, makes you jump, kind of thing. I don't enjoy it as much because after that first time, it, there's not a lot there. And... Other movies, like some movies that try to do it, like, like the movies like Saw, like I'm sorry, man. The Saw movies, they're just not, they're not any good, man. I just, I don't, I don't understand. Obviously, they've got a big cult following, so me saying they're not good is, that's just my opinion. But from my perspective, looking at it, I mean, I don't know, if somebody... If somebody comes, if, if we're talking about scary movies, and somebody's talking about their favorite scary movie, and they say, well, I think I Saw is my favorite scary movie, then, then you don't really like scary movies. You, you don't, you're not really deep into that genre, because those aren't really scary movies. The only, they, they've got, a there's a little small element of suspense to them, but aside from that element of suspense... It's just gore. That's all it is. It's just gore. You know? Lots of blood, lots of guts, and, and bone, and stuff like that. It's None of it is really scary. You know? That's it. It's just... Uh, it's visually hard... It's, it's, it's hard to look at because of the way that it hits you with the gore. And so, there's not... Nobody's coming after you, jumping out. There's no... There's not... It doesn't have the same level of suspense to it. That's that's the problem with that series. At least that's what I think is the problem. So, I just never got into them. But all the other movies that I've mentioned that are classics, that are, that are loved by a wide variety of people, there's a reason. Because those are the type of movies that you can go in on. And you can watch over and over and over again, and you can always enjoy them. You can get something out of it every time that you watch it. You can settle in, have a good time, you love it, you watch it, you enjoy it, all that kind of stuff. There's there's just always something for you to get out of it, you know what I mean? 
and you could say you could say that for almost all the movies that I that I've watched or that I, that I mentioned earlier on the you know all those the big series movies or just the the big classics like like Jaws or Alien or the Big Lebowski and stuff like that you know like those kind of movies that's those are huge Contact that's a big movie you know and so it's just I think there's just more to them that adds that 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 ability for you to watch them over and over again that's that's what separates them and that's what makes them makes them better and you know personally when i'm looking at it or when i'm when i'm gonna watch them and stuff like that it's hard for me to pick them out because i've got a lot of great movies what i think are great movies on on a hard drive at home that i that i watch that's hooked up to my tv and it's hard for me to pick out what i want to watch you know right now i'm going through the movies that have been recently released um, you know, I'm watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is so far pretty good. I'm going to watch Alien Covenant next. Um, and then I'm going to watch, uh, the new King Arthur movie, the Guy Ritchie King Arthur. Um, which looks pretty good. And, um, uh, I need to check out Wonder Woman. Still haven't watched Wonder Woman yet. And so some people are saying that that's the best superhero ma movie made so far. Which I, I think is hard to believe because it's hard to beat how good the first Avengers movie was, I think. Or really, maybe not even the Avengers movie. Civil War was an amazing movie, as far as superhero movies are concerned, at least, you know. And um, and even, like, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, that was a great movie. It's a great, great, great movie. But, you know, there's... It's it's hard for me to pick, you know, sometimes if I want to settle in and watch something, what I want to watch, you know, because there's so much out there that I like. If I've got to pick, you know, movies that I could always watch on repeat, The Hobbit, the three Hobbit movies, because I, I couldn't pick, if, if I had to pick, it would be impossible for me to pick between the first one and the second one. I think the Desolation of Smaug is the best one, but it's hard for me to pick between an unexpected journey and the Desolation of Smaug about which one I think is better. But I would lean more towards the Desolation of Smaug, but I think they're easily better than the Battle of the Five Armies. They're easily better than, the, than those, but still really, really good movies, all three of them. I could watch all three of those on repeat. I could watch the first Jurassic Park on repeat. I could watch the the Last Crusade, the Big Lebowski, uh, Contact. Like I said, I mean, I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting about that I could watch over and over and over again. I mean, The Lion King. I could watch that, you know, a, a million times in a row. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't know. I can't really remember. Really, there's just a lot of great movies, you know, that you could get out there and you could. You could watch on repeat, you know, and there's a long list. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know that I could pick a favorite. I mean, The the Big Lebowski was my favorite movie for a long time. Contact was my favorite movie for a long time. There's, I thought, just two great movies. I don't know. I think that the movie uh, Signs is a uh, is a great movie that a lot of people sleep on for what it is but it's a, a great movie to watch a great you get some good repeat value out of it I think um, 
I don't know. I'm sure that I'm leaving some that I know are great that I just haven't watched recently. So it's, it's hard for me to say, to be honest with you. But there's just something to those movies. Like, you know, The Big Lebowski, you've got to be into that kind of humor. The Coen brothers, great writers and directors, really into dry, sarcastic humor that brings it out of their movies. But The Big Lebowski, just overall, it's I think it's an ingenious movie because it's got a great storyline. It's got a great cast. It's funny when it needs to be. It's serious when it needs to be. But it's also funny while it's being serious. The ridiculousness of some parts of it just is, it's, uh, you know, so over the top and crazy. You know, stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's good. It's an overall good film. You know? And before my dad lost a, lost a bunch of weight, uh, started losing weight, and before he started going bald, he looked exact him and John Goodman. John Goodman's role was Walter Sobchak in that in that movie in The Big Lebowski. That my him and my dad might as well have been twins. I mean, seriously, cigarette smoking, sunglass wearing. <laughs> Big guys, all talking real loud, you know, uh, you know, uh, cussing up a storm most of the time for no reason, being an asshole most of the time for no reason, but then still caring about your family and friends, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's <laughs> just. It's crazy. I might have. I might watch the Big Lebowski when I go home, just because I'm thinking about how much I love it right now. This fucking dog has fucking papers. I mean, just classic. The movie's filled with classic lines. That's the thing. That's what I think could make a great movie. If there's multiple lines from a movie, multiple scenes from a movie that you can pull quotes out of, that could have. Meaning, no matter how silly, but meaning, that's it could be the definition of a great of a great movie. And there's lots of movies, a lot that, and you could do that with with a ton of films. They're they're all really good. They could be super deep. They could be super shallow and funny and goofy. But the, it's it's a quote nonetheless. Like from Rush Hour, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's a classic. Early on in the movie, Rush Hour, don't lie to me, Captain. I don't lie. Tell the truth. I'm telling the truth. That's that's a classic right there. But it's goofy. It's stupid. You know what I mean? Clyde, it'd take me all day to kiss your fat ass, man. I, come on, man. That's those hilarious lines. You know, some of, some of, maybe not some of Jackie Chan's best work, but definitely some of Chris Tucker's best work. And so. You know, it's it's just it's funny stuff. It's it's good stuff. So, I, I man, I might have to go watch Rush Hour now too. That's a great great couple of movies. Rush Hour three, I wasn't really a fan of, but Rush Hour one and two were awesome. And I heard that they're making a fourth one. But and even other movies like Bad Boys, great fucking movies. Bad Boys one and two, great movies. And Martin Lawrence talking about, y'all better hurry if you're going to make Bad Boys happen, Bad Boys 3 happen, you guys better hurry up and do it or else it's going to be Sad Boys instead of Bad Boys. I'm getting old. 
I mean, that's hilarious. It's not even in the movie. But I guess if I still had to make a decision, if I still really had to think about it, I don't know. I would probably have to dedicate most of my love for movies or most of my love for a movie between Contact and The Big Lebowski. And maybe that's not maybe that's not the best choice. Maybe I could easily watch The Desolation of Smaug better or maybe I could easily watch The Fellowship of the Ring better or uh the the last crusade or something you know maybe i could pick another film to do it better i just i don't know if i'm thinking about it if somebody's asking me what's a great movie that you could watch just off the top of my head that's probably what would come to my mind first i can't really say that they're my favorites because it's hard for me to pick a favorite that's like saying what's your favorite song it's hard to have a favorite song i mean it really is it's easier to pick a favorite band than it is to pick a favorite song or a favorite artist to pick a favorite song. But even then, I think you got to pick a genre before you before you can say hands down what it is because it's just too too difficult to do. I I think. And with the music, there's even more variety. Uh, well, I guess maybe there was these days with music. There's really not, but you know, I feel like there's more variety at certain point. But it's still difficult. Like for me right now, for me right now, if, if we're talking about it, you know, if if you're if you're bringing it up, if you're trying to cover it for music, it's difficult uh, to a certain extent. If we're talking, if we're talking rock and roll, like like just straight up rock and roll, nothing too crazy as far as met. Like if you want to get into metal, the conversation gets a little bit more difficult for me because I like a lot of I like a lot of different metal, but just rock and roll as the genre itself goes, it's it's Van Halen hands down, Van Halen, because it's just hard to beat, and actual Van Halen, not Van Hagar. I I do not like Sammy Hagar. I just don't. Now Sammy Hagar has put out some good songs. Heavy Metal, that's a great song. I don't think the song Heavy Metal is metal, but that song is awesome. That is a great song. It's got a great opening riff. It's just it's played it's played it's so good. It's hard it's hard to top that song, but I think there's a lot of songs that do it mostly songs by Van Halen that have done it, but I mean, dude, just everything about it. David Lee Roth is probably one of the most underrated, or one of the most not thought of, when we're talking about great rock and roll performers, I just feel like people sleep on David Lee Roth, 100%. You know, people think about Freddie Mercury, people think about Mick Jagger, people think about Ozzy, stuff like that. Oh, but I mean, dude... David Lee Roth's one of the best performers of all time, let alone singers for vocals for a band. Dude, David Lee Roth's got to be up on the top of anybody's list because what his voice does is damn near impossible to recreate in all seriousness. It really is. It's hard to imitate that, 
where he goes from the from those lyrics, dude, to regular singing to those those screams and stuff like that. I mean, oh, his pitch, the, the variations, it's amazing. And you know, th- but there's other people that are out there that I really like. You know, I really like the Who. You know, as far as they're concerned, for rock and roll and stuff like that, I don't know how how you want to consider them. I really love the Black Keys. I think the Black Keys are are an amazing group. And, you know, between a a group of two or three guys at any given time, those, those guys make a lot of noise together. I mean, those boys can play. And I think that that's, I think that's a really cool thing. You know, I like... I like Cage the Elephant. I like Carolina Liar. Um, you know, just to to throw to throw a few out there. It's it's hard to say. You know, who you really like, who you could say is a favorite. As like I said, as far as rock and roll for me, it's got it for me. It's got to be Van Halen. But there's a good argument for a lot of other bands out there. But for me, Van Halen just means more to me. It's easy for me to pick them. I mean. One of the one of my favorite video games of all time, and I think one of the best video games ever made, Gran Turismo 4. The opening theme for that video game, for that game, was it started off with a nice soulful opera, introducing you to the graphics of the game and some of the some of the higher end cars was really beautifully done. And then the live action demo, the cinematic that drops off, is Panama by Van Halen. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's that's great. That's a Japanese game where they got Panama playing. That's oh, it's incredible. So, you know, I, I, I they that that band means more to me as far as rock and roll is concerned than a lot than a lot of other people. There's a lot of a lot of great bands that are out there. You know, I like I do like the Eagles. I like Journey. I like Boston, I like Kansas, you know, uh, a lot a lot of the the classic bands that are out there. I love Led Zeppelin. I would consider I would consider Ozzy and Black Sabbath to be metal, but you know, uh like even even to today's standards, I think what they were doing back in the 60s and the 70s on up to today, I think you could always consider that to be metal, just because some of it's so dark. And even after Randy Rose, uh, Randy Rhodes died, and they picked up Zach Wild, I mean, it's that stuff is heavy. Especially after Zach Wild got there, it was super heavy, you know. And um, you know, Metallica definitely qualifies as metal, hundred percent, hundred percent. Pantera. Anthrax, all those bands are, you know, pretty heavy and all are, are really great. You know, Lamb of God, Mastodon, um, I mean, all all that stuff, you know? But when it comes to metal, I love stuff that's like, that's, that's pretty heavy. Um... You know, they it, they may be a joke. They may be a joke band created by Brandon Small, but I'm telling you, dude, Death Clock has got some of the heaviest music out there, and it's it's like really good stuff. And like Bolt Thrower, Bolt Thrower is awesome. Really heavy. Like, but the riffs though, and the the actual just like the the melody of the music is is amazing you know and it's hard to top that kind of stuff some of the stuff that they, the music that they make 
but but and I love all that stuff, you know. And it's if we're gonna, if we're talking just metal, not just rock. If we're talking rock and roll overall, it's Van Halen. But if you're splitting it up and you're leaning towards what metal is, it's hard for me to pick somebody that I think is the best out of that because there's too much out of there. I would probably have to say like the entire body of work of Ozzy Osbourne probably qualifies him to be the best of all time. I mean, he's the, the metal is all is all about how dark it can get, you know? How heavy and how dark it can get. And Ozzy Osbourne is Ozzy Osbourne's the prince of darkness. That's his that's his name, the prince of darkness. It's hard to beat that. You know what I mean? So I think the body of work overall leans towards that. Now, if you're getting split off onto other genres altogether, first of all, country music's not on the radar. At least not any kind of country music today. Unless you're going to bring people to me like Sturgill Simpson, Jamie Johnson, Wheeler Walker Jr. If we're, if, if we're not going to have a conversation where they're involved, if you're saying guys like, if you're talking about Luke Bryan and, and Luke Bryan, Luke Combs, Kane Brown, those guys, those are those are, are, are those are pop stars that just happen to sing country. That they're that's that's not country music. That's a, that's a fucking joke. You don't like music if that's what you think good music is. You don't. You have no idea how to appreciate it. But, you know, if we're gonna have a conversation about country music, those guys need to be in it. Like I like the like those guys. Like I said, like Wheeler Walker Jr., Sergio Simpson. Uh, uh, crap, Jamie Johnson, uh, Shooter Jennings, Hank Three. I mean, that's real country music. That's what it was supposed to be. And I honestly, I don't know how to pick out of those group of guys that I've mentioned who for real, true to the genre country music artists. It's hard to pick out who I could honestly say is my favorite out of those because I don't listen to them enough because country music is so watered down with all this other just dumb shit that is played on the radio, you know? Like, um, you know, like, okay, the, C, the CMAs, Country Music Awards, or the CMT Awards, or whatever the hell it is, Country Music's biggest award ceremony, it's a fucking joke, it's, you know, Country Music, it's the... The hand me a trophy award because everybody that goes gets a, gets a trophy for something. If you're nominated, you're gonna get a trophy for something. It's so stupid. There's no prestige in it. That everybody is a winner, and that's ridiculous. But they don't honor what the real music stands for. You know, the last time they did anything good is when they inducted uh, Alan Jackson into the Hall of Fame, the Country Music Hall of Fame. Because Alan Jackson is probably one of the greatest to ever do it. And they inducted him into the Hall of Fame, and that was like the last great thing I ever saw them do on TV. Sturgill Simpson won a Grammy for Country Music Album of the Year and was not even invited to the CMAs. That's how fucking backwards that genre is. That somebody can win a Grammy 
which is the highest honor. I don't care what award you're giving out. I don't care if you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or if you're in the Country Music Hall of Fame or if you're in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, whatever the hell it is. A Grammy is the most prestigious honor that you can get for, for, for music, period. Sturgill Simpson gets the gets a Grammy for Country Music Album of the Year and doesn't even get invited to the CMAs because he didn't sell enough records. Because the people that are buying records are so mixed up in what the, the music isn't even really about, they've got no idea what to listen to, what's good and what's not. If you've got real taste, if you know what the genre is really supposed to be about, then peop more people would appreciate that, but enough people don't. And that's, that's a big fucking problem. I mean, that's ridiculous. Sturgill Simpson is amazing. Those guys, those are great artists. I've seen Jamie Johnson like in concert like three times. His album, Lonesome Road, that's one of the best country music albums ever written. I mean, that's, it, it's, um, it's amazing country western music. It's awesome. Dwight Yoakam, amazing, amazing music. What's it, uh, his most recent, I think it's his most recent album, Tied Up, or something like that, that Dwight Yoakam album, an amazing album. I don't like country music. I hate country music. I think it's one of the worst genres of music out. But the only reason I think that is because of what is popular right now and what is made to be popular by Nashville and by the country music uh, record labels because they're ruining it. But I don't have any problem saying that some of these guys that I've mentioned are amazing artists that I would sit down and listen to if somebody was playing it and I wouldn't have a problem. It's country music today that has ruined that genre. It's, it's so messed up. It's so backwards. All these, you know, stupid sorority girls and, and frat boys that, that they go to a country music concert. And so all these frat boys got to go out and buy their stupid girlfriends a pair of cowboy boots so they can wear with their cut-off shorts. You know what I'm saying? And the, these guys wear, wear some skinny jeans and cowboy boots and a flannel and think that they're country. You know, that's stupid, man. That's that's insane. Go and if you're going to go appreciate the music, go enjoy the music, but don't try to div don't try to convert yourself to this fake way of life that the artists themselves don't aren't even a part of. Like Luke Bryan could not be further from the country music lifestyle, from that country life that he sings about. He could not be f further apart from that reality than than I am. And I'm an I mean, I'm about as country as a new as a you know New York City New Yorker, you know. I'm about as far from that truth as as anybody else, you know. So we need to quit quit acting, quit pretending like these guys really live that life because they don't. All they're doing is is dressing up and playing the part. But if if we're gonna have the conversation and we're gonna talk about what the music really should be and what really is great and the artistry, and the songwriting, and stuff like that, then we need to have a conversation with those real artists, and then I could talk to you about it. Then we could have an, a discussion about it, you know? But I don't even get involved in it, because it's not real right now. But if we're going to talk about, you know, if you're going to talk about another genre, like hip-hop, greatest of all time, it kind of open for discussion, I guess, but I don't think there's, 
kind of open for discussion. There's an argument that could be made for, for a handful of artists. But I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to Eminem. Just because there's the just because the body of work speaks for itself. I mean, the guy has gone. The guy has multiple records that have gone diamond, you know. And there's very few people who have done that. Very few hip hop. Very few artists. Period have gone diamond, and an even fewer list of hip hop artists have gone diamond. But Eminem's done it multiple times. He's done it. He's done it a couple of times at least. And so that's that's a pretty big accomplishment for anybody. But just the, I mean, the wordplay, the hooks, the just the tie-ins that he's got, you know, and, and the way the inflection that he's got, the songwriting, the lyricist, the, or the lyricism that he's got is unmatched by anybody. There's, and that's the thing. That's what somebody that, and that's what any any real hip hop artist. That's that's what they'll tell you. N you notice nobody goes after him. Nobody goes after him. If ever, if there's ever a rap beef, you know, there's there's Drake, the the beef between Drake and Meek Mill. You know, um, you know, Pusha T had that beef a few years ago with um, who was it? I don't even remember who it was, but where Pusha T did that, did the, the, the he did that verse over uh, "Don't Like," you know that Chief Keef song. I mean, all these guys squabble back and forth between each other. Nobody wants Eminem in a battle. Nobody wants Eminem. Eminem destroys anybody because how can you come after a guy who's willing to shit on himself to shit on you? You can't, you cannot have an arsenal against this guy. You have no weapons against him. He's so cutthroat, nothing's off the table for him. He goes after anybody and everybody. It's, it, there's no contest. There's no competition with him. There's nobody that can come after him and really do any damage, really mean anything. I mean, the game said it best. You know, all these rappers that are out there having beefs, he, he, the game said nobody, myself included, wants anything to do with Eminem. He's too dangerous. I mean, that's a guy that could shit on your whole career right there with one song, you know? Uh, there's just nobody. I mean, there's guys that are good that are in it right now. ASAP Rocky is is... Uh, as an amazing lyricist who who puts his beats together great who who I think you a lot of people need to have respect for because of how good he is guys like Tyler the Creator and Earl Sweatshirt those are guys that ha that that can put depth to their lyrics and actually say something Kendrick Lamar is somebody that could put depth to his lyrics and mean something and to be honest with you I didn't really have that much respect for Kanye until recently um, ab about, you know, his lyrics and, and his storytelling and what he can do on, on a beat and how he can compose his music. And, you know, guys like Jay-Z and stuff like that who can really do it. Obviously, I've always had respect for Jay-Z, but still. There's a conversation that can be had for lots of these guys. And the Tupac Biggie conversation, in all honesty, these days I think is a little played out. I'm personally, I think that Biggie is the better rapper, but I think that there are people that you could rank over them. 
they just came along. They were just godfathers of the of the genre, who came along at the right time and they died in their prime. And that's really it. You know, that's where the story ends. But there's there's more gravity to the the myth of Tupac, to the myth of Biggie, just because of the way that they went out and how they went out on top. You know, I just you know it. it there's just there's more to it. With them in particular, there's there's more you got to look at. There's everything, you know, because they were both uh, they were both amazing storytellers. That's the good thing. You have a good that's and that's the problem with today's rappers and why every time somebody pops up, I'm like, who the hell are these guys? Like, XXX Tentacion, okay, the unknown temptation, whatever you want to call him. I don't. I wouldn't consider him to be a great artist. Now that song that he's got, Look At Me, has amazing energy. And that's something that you have to consider with, with an artist, is the energy that they can bring to it. If they can get people moving, then that's, then that's, that's important, and that can bring some validity to their, to their situation. But, other than that though, that's all they've got. There's no, there's no real, the beat is okay, but the beat is, is, the beat is played out. It's what you want to hear. It follows the algorithm of what people like, of what they know people will like. It doesn't challenge, it doesn't challenge the, the norm. It's not pushing boundaries. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that you need that. You've got to push the boundary. And so... And that to be a great artist, I think you do at least. So guys like him, I don't know. Migos, no. Quavo, yes. Because Quavo has the artistry. Quavo has the lyricism. He can put it together. If, if Quavo goes and does his own thing, which he does enough, I think, Quavo could put out his own album right now, and it would be up there with some of the best albums that are out right now. But because he puts out his own albums with Migos, and he features as Quavo, I don't think that he will ever stand out that much. Obviously, Quavo is the standout from Migos, but he won't. I don't think that he'll be looked at as one of the best in the game right now because he relies on album and record sales with Migos, but Quavo can do it. Migos is garbage, Quavo is not. It's sort of difficult like that. Um, but, and even guys like you sleep on, like Chief Keef, Chief Keef is a great artist. Chief Keef does, does good works. When he was with Young Chop for Finally Rich, that was a great album. Finally Rich was a great album. And all those Young Chop, uh, beats were amazing that he helped work on and uh, and his lyrics are good they're kind of stupid but he's got good catchy hooks and stuff like that in it that's good shit you know what i'm saying but guys like Lil uzi mm, i'm not really sure about him he's sort of iffy you know what i mean sort of iffy and he's really weird on stage He's doing his own thing, but whatever. But these other dudes coming out of nowhere, like, who the fuck is Tay-K? People are talking about, oh, is he going to go to jail? Is he going to get wrapped up for this murder charge? Who the fuck is he? Why are we talking about this guy? Lil Pump? Why are we talking about this guy? Who the fuck is Lil Pump? You know what I mean? Like, these other guys? And, like, and I don't know. 
personally, I don't care for Future that much. A lot of people said, like, Dirty Sprite 2, amazing mixtape. And, like, um, Mask On is a pretty good song. How It Was is a really good song. The only reason Magic is a good song is because it's got T.I. in it. Um, but I don't really know about Future that much. But Future has that advantage where he's got a southern beat behind him. He's got southern swing behind him. Those guys, if they can come out with that, that helps a lot. Because they can get... There's something about... If, if you're a rapper and you're coming from Louisiana, Georgia, and Texas, you've got an advantage. Because those beats are hard to top. Those beats are hard to top. Like Kirko Bangs. Kirko Bangs is, is, I mean, that drank in my cup, that Houston beat, he has Houston backing him. Shout to Houston. Shout to Big Crit. <laughs> Shout to Slim Thug, Switcher House mixtapes. But it's it's. I think those guys almost have an advantage because they've got that music style behind them. They've got that that history and those beats. Those guys that can put together those sick beats behind them. You know that's important, and that's 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 sort of key to to making it work. I I would say that that's key to making it work. And that's Future's got that going for him. And he's got, like I said, he's got a few good songs that are out there, you know, that that I would enjoy listening to. How It Was is one of the best hip-hop, it's like one of my favorite hip-hop songs to listen to. The energy, the good hooks, the lyrics. But the same thing can be said for a dope Jeezy beat or a dope beat that Gucci is on. I mean, that stuff is great. And even some of those goofier rappers like E-40 and um, uh, Too Short. Those Bay Area rappers that have some of those goofy beats and lyrics, but they've got the right hooks to make it pop, you know? So stuff like that could, could be pretty good. And so, but, but I don't know. A lot of today's mumble rap, I, I can't really get with. I can appreciate a good beat if mumble rap can do it, but there's too much of it where it's not a good beat and it's mumble rap, and it's like, oh my God, this is just trash, man. This is just garbage. And guys like guys like Drake, like I I heard a different opinion about Drake. I was I listened to a I listened to Bert's podcast, Bert Kreischer's podcast. He did one with Stu Stone and Jamie Kennedy a while back. And Stu Stone and Jamie Kennedy did a rap album. And those guys do take hip hop pretty seriously, especially Stu Stone. And they they brought up a good point. Stu Stone brought up a good point with you got to have more respect for Drake almost because a lot of people will say, you know, he doesn't really live that life because where did he come from? You know, half Jewish, half black TV show personality since he was a teenager comes out, decides he wants to be a rapper and act like he wants to live that life. It's kind of a joke. You can look at it that way or you can see it from the idea you could see it from the point of view that he had to overcome all of that to get his street cred as a good rapper to be a good lyricist to be to be somebody that's a could can be a good producer you know and stuff like that and so 
it's so I I gotta you know you if you think about it like that you Drake sort of earns more respect from that at least that's what I think and my respect probably doesn't mean anything to him and that's fine because you know who am I but at the same time that's probably why a lot of people do respect him because he had to overcome that stigma to be able to become a valid artist to solidify himself as a good rapper and to overcome that he had to come out swinging. You know what I mean, and so it's it's hard to it's it's hard to 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 argue with that once you recognize it. And it took me a long time to recognize it. I didn't recognize that until last month. Now I've got a whole new respect for Drake. Now, as soon as the next mixtape, I haven't I haven't jumped in on a Drake mixtape or album. I've picked out songs here and there, but I haven't jumped on one since like Take Care. That was like 2011, 2012 was the last time I ever gave a shit about him. You know what I mean? So, it's hard, for, it's like, now that I've got that new respect for him, I'll definitely be a part of the next album or the next mixtape that comes out for him. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing about Kanye. I didn't have respect for him until recently, but I'll be right there when the next album comes out. But, there's guys that it's easy to appreciate out of the gate. Like I said, guys like Eminem, guys like ASAP, guys like uh, Kendrick Lamar, and I'm not saying that they're on the playing field, same playing field, because I don't think they are, because Eminem is head and shoulders above every, anybody in the game right now, and anybody who says they think they could go to war with him and stand a chance is playing yourself, it's playing themselves, that's just a fact, there's nobody right now that's rapping right now who's better than him. Who can do what he does better, or who can do what they do better than what he, how he does what he does? There just there isn't anybody that can do it. Other rappers can show up and can be the best in the game at that moment, but who is alive right now and who could come back at any moment and spit fire and let people know that they could still take control of the of the rap game? Nobody has a hold over Eminem. Because he can, I mean, who comes back after how many years out of the game, drops two mixtapes, and then a big album, Marshall Mathers LP2, and is on top again. Marshall Mathers LP2 is, I think, what probably solidified him in people's minds. BET already recognized him as the, the, the greatest rapper alive, greatest rapper of all time, like two or three years ago at the BET Awards, that he was already recognized then. But... When he came out with the Marshall Mathers LP2, and which had a lot of great songs on it, but um, Rap God solidified him. All you've got to do is listen to Rap God to understand how good he is and to know how far head and shoulders above he is than anybody else. I mean, just because Rap God was probably the first time that he... He's like, I'm here, I, I recognize that I'm the best, and you all need to recognize this too. And so he put out that song, and it was like, oh shit, look, look who, this guy's, look who's back. We, everybody watch out now. I mean, there's a lot of great rappers out there, but there's nobody that can do it as good as him. There's just, there just isn't. I don't think there's anybody that can. There's a lot of guys that I will listen to other than him or before him. But if we're talking about who's the best, who I could listen to at any at any given time and it mean any given thing, it's him. It's Eminem, hands down. So, 
And, and I think that it, it, there's, a, again, a conversation that you could have for whoever's the best doing it right now. But again, as far as we're talking body work and who has the ability to come back right now and shut shit down, it's hard to top Eminem. And I think that those are the two biggest genres to care about right now. Rock and roll and hip hop, all of rock and roll and all of hip hop. You got to have a conversation involving really anybody. Everybody else, I think, sort of falls by the wayside. If you're talking about, you know, trap music, which like as trap music is in like, you know, EDM trap music, like dubstep trap music, country music, all that stuff sort of falls by the wayside. I even would say stuff like R&B and stuff like that falls by the wayside, even though there's other good stuff. By the way, as far as rock and roll is considered, Jack White and the White Stripes, that's, I mean, or just Jack White in general people 100% sleep on him and but still anyway one of the greatest artists of all time um but i think that hip hop and and rock and roll are really what what solidifies you know good music right now is between those two genres hip hop and rock and roll i mean there's guys that are good at it right now that are good at producing music you know like what diplo is what diplo is doing right now is insane between um between uh, Afrojack, Jack U, Major Lazer, and just straight up Diplo, I mean he's he's crushing it right now, and he has an amazing eye for the landscape of music right now, what's hot and what he can do, capitalizing on Justin Bieber the way that he did for Jack U, you know him and Skrillex. And Justin Bieber, that was clutch, putting that together. That was so big. That was such a, uh, such a strong move and such a good move. He's got, such again, such a great eye for the business, and it's important to recognize that. But it's such a cult following at the same time, you know? It's not like it's a big landslide deal where he's jumped out, solidified it or whatever, and said, like, this is the way that it is, this is the genre, this is how it's going to be. It's it, he he didn't do anything like that, you know what I mean? But he's still a big deal, and that was still a, a strong push. And what Skrillex did with dubstep, bringing it to the top, that was huge. And there's other good, you know, dubstep artists, you know. Um, what, well, you know, like now that I'm trying to think about it, it's hard to say, you know. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, Alvin something. Martin Garrix is good. Uh, Nero is great. Um, oh my god, Grizz is probably one of the best dubstep or whatever you want to call it, you know, the trap, whatever it is, one of the best artists in the, in the game right now, like 100%, just ruthless, but there's a, there's a lot of those, there's a lot of those good artists out there that have a good eye and ear for what the, for what is, what you can do, what's possible, so, there's, it's, I, I, I say as good as that genre is, what it's capable of, it's just not, it's not as relevant as like rock and hip hop would be. But like I said, I mean, that's just, you know, to be start off with, like I said, it's just, it's all opinion based. You know, everything that I just said is all opinion based. I think that I, I think that I brought up some good points and mentioned a bunch of, I would say I, I, I mentioned some important stuff in there, you know, some good things to recognize, but and there's probably a lot of stuff that I forgot that a lot of people could tell me about, which is what I encourage, you know. 
You know, if, you, if, if you're listening to this, if you're hearing anything that I say and you, there's something that you want to add or that you feel like I missed or if you think I'm forgetting something, let me know. I mean, I totally appreciate it. That's, that's the good thing about this forum is that it's totally open to discussion and it can always be brought back up again. It's all, it can always be relevant again. You know what I mean? And so I always appreciate any kind of feedback that, you, that you've got, if any. D- definitely let me know. You know, you can always hit me up on Twitter at the real DA Perry. You know, if you're listening, you know, let let me know. If if you're checking this out on Anchor, you know, hit me up with a call-in invite or an interview invite or or whatever. We can set it up. You know, I would I definitely am open to that as well. I appreciate any opportunity to get better. You know. And I, I don't want to leave anything out or, or make it seem like I'm excluding something because that's not that's not what the goal is. So um, I appreciate you guys for listening. I actually this morning I actually really enjoyed. This is like one of my favorite ones I think that I've done so far. So I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, you know, stay tuned. Of course, I appreciate you for listening. I really want to get my buddy Morgan back on here. I've been busy at work recently and doing stuff and, you know, taking up my lunches to do the, these conversations is is a big part of why I want to do it. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get with him and stuff. He's got stuff going on. I've got stuff going on. You know, we got lives. But I feel like that was a really good episode the last time I had him on. So I want to get him back so we can get a part of this. But if there's anything you want to hear... Uh, like I said, if there's any feedback you've got, if there's anything you thought that I missed or didn't touch on that maybe you want to hear or whatever, or you want me to rehash, um, feel free to hit me up. Or as always, if you just got commentary on it, definitely let me know. Like I said earlier, I totally appreciate it. Any any feedback is good feedback, no matter what it is. If you're if you're just going to be a hater, I can appreciate that too, because that means that you're listening in the first place. You know. And, and that's, that's, part of, that's part of the game. And that means I'm doing something right. So, um, again, I've said it a million times, but thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you. And uh, have a great day.